Welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Cerigliano, with special guest, Fabian Bischoff. Obviously, I had a big culture shock. Um, It was, we lived under fairly poor conditions Mm -hmm. there, but um, it opened my eyes because and I've been, I've been thinking about that a lot of times now. Yeah. And the people I met, their standard of living was way lower than ours, way lower. But still, they seemed so happy and content with what they had, you know. Yes. And then as I got older and as I got more into all those philosophical topics, I asked myself, why is that? Why are those people so happy, even if they are poor? Mm. poorer um why and we if we have basically everything we need why are we still or a lot of not we as a a community but why are a lot of people here upset over small things you know and yeah unhappy with what they have although they have everything um and i came to the conclusion that those people they think about things like okay i survived this day I had food on the table today. I had, I had something to drink and I can hug my family now. And at least from what I see, we focus a lot on, okay, I want that car. I want this amount of money, as you said. I want, I want this big house, this big mansion. I want, I want, I want. And mm-hmm. those people, the Brazilians I met, I encountered, they focus on, I have, I have, I have. Yeah. So they tell themselves that they have something and we tell ourselves that we want something and wanting something always implies that we don't have it. Exactly. So you're always so, chasing. Exactly. They, they are living in abundance. Basically they focus on the things that they have. They're grateful. And we focus on the things that we don't have. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that you cannot be happy with things you don't have. Unless exactly. we talk about health problems. Yeah, and that's that's uh that ties into the mindset, right? You need exactly. to you need to be able to shift your mindset because <clears throat> I'm not familiar with Brazil to that extent, but I know what you're talking about. I've seen the videos, I'm big into soccer, Ronaldinho, you know, he grew up in the poor Brazilian favelas. And when you're when you're seeing videos and listening to people speaking about where they come from they're content with smaller things when you even see like the videos well i I remember in school we'd watch videos of like african tribes where they're living in mud houses and they're just dancing around a fire they kill they kill an animal the whole village eats everyone's dancing celebrating it's a big party and then over here it's like oh well the food at this restaurant wasn't the best so that that ruined my entire night you know yeah yeah yeah, first world problems. First world problems, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They don't they don't have that term for no reason. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's really all mindset. You need to be able to change your mindset. Yeah. Yeah, and just focus on different things. Change your perspective. Change the way you look at things. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden there's that one quote, change the thing, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And that's really the way it is. Once you get away from that, uh, I want, I want, I want, and settle into the, okay, I have, I have all those things. 
I'm, I'm actually happy that I have a family. I'm happy that I have friends and I'm happy that I have a healthy body and that I can have this conversation with you. Yes. And once you settle into this, you will, you will see more and more things to be happy about. You know, exactly, that's, yes. that's the beautiful thing about, about our mind. Um, the things we focus on, we, we see more of them. And if you always focus uh, uh, on negativity or drama or whatever, you will find more of that. But if you focus more on, on things to be grateful for or opportunities or um, uh, things to, I don't know, um, practice stoicism, for example, situations, I don't know, just whatever, you will find more of that. And the perfect example for that, if you want to buy a new car, you will see that car everywhere. Yes. Yeah, as I was soon just as you say that, yes. As soon as you make the decision that, okay, I'm going to buy a red BMW, guess what you're going to see all day? Everywhere. You're gonna see yeah, me. exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's just the power of our, of our mind. As soon as we focus on, those, uh, on certain things, we will see them. We will, we will see more of them. Absolutely. And that goes back to... Uh... Like what I was saying with the meeting people, you, you can find more people that are like-minded <clears throat> in, in whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to be stoicism. It could be anything, right? If you, like you, you practice MMA, you can, you can tell if somebody is open to the conversation, you pick up on that because that's something you're interested in and you're actively, not actively, subconsciously, you're just recognizing that this person is also interested in this thing. And it, that goes back to what we we're talking about. You know, if you look for things to be grateful for, you will find more things to be grateful for. That's exactly how it is. Um, Michael, I want to get back on something you use. Um, I talked about it before, but I just got something else. Um, you talked about your friends practicing Taoism and uh, Stoicism and all those different kinds of things as yeah. a mixture. And it's actually something... A, Bruce Lee came up with that as well. So I don't know how familiar you are with his story, but um, Bruce Lee was one of the first people that really, or at least one of the first people that made it publicly, that really practiced more than one martial art. Mm -hmm. Because back really? in the day, if you, if you did uh, Kung Fu, you were the Kung Fu guy. There was no more need to learn anything else. Or if you were a boxer, you were a boxer. That's just the way it was. And yeah. Bruce Lee was one of the first guys that really learned how to box, how to do Kung Fu and uh, learned to wrestle and just different things. And with that, um, had uh, competences in all areas of martial arts. Yes. So, um, and he actually said, that's a, that's a famous quote of his, um, step one, adapt what is useful step two neglect what is useless and step three um, add what is specifically your own if i'm not mistaken that's the way it goes yeah. and he refers to the different styles of martial arts so um that he just takes with him what he finds as useful for himself what works for him and the rest he just leaves you don't have to learn everything right yeah. you just concentrate on the things you you find useful and the rest you just leave behind and 
then you add what's specifically your own. You add your own touch. Yes. And I feel like it's the same thing with all those philosophies and ways of thinking. You mm -hmm. just, if, if something doesn't feel right to you, then don't bother. Just yeah. leave it out. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people have the misconception that if you're going to follow Stoicism or Buddhism or Taoism, you're, you have to go all the way in 100%, take everything. And that's how you, you have to be die hard. And it's like a lot of these people that I know, they, they kind of say the same thing where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm reading these books, I'm watching these videos, and some things resonate with me, some things don't. And you just have to understand that not everything is going to like, it's same with people. Not everybody is going to like everybody. So not everything that you hear, you're going to resonate with. And you need to be able to differentiate between the two and say, okay, this practice, th this saying in stoicism, 100% believe in that. But this one, not so much and leave it behind. And you're not worse. You're not a worse person for that. Or you're not less competent for that. You understand what is good for you. Exactly. And I feel like you should also be comfortable with saying, okay, no, that just doesn't work for me. That's nothing to be ashamed of, or I don't know. It's just the way it is. Not everybody is going to have success with everything you do or i do or somebody else does everybody is individual individual everybody's special and therefore everybody has to find their own way of doing things yes absolutely. and also it's 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 the same with everything i cannot really teach you something or anything i, I cannot teach you anything i can show you how i do it mm -hmm. but to re really learn it to really understand it you have to learn it yourself Exactly. You know what I mean? Because I can show you, you the motions. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. If you, if you, like, if, if I were to talk to you about stoicism, for example, you're going to tell me all of the things that you resonate with, that you like about stoicism. But there could be a teaching within stoicism that you just don't find useful at all that maybe I do. And that's, that's the most important part about doing your own research and, yeah. and looking into the stuff yourself because. Something might not work for you, but it, that might be the breakthrough thing for me. And that's why people need to do their own research. And that's honestly why I like the article that you wrote so much, because you cover a lot of things that you like, but you, I feel like you have a, you have a broad, a broad, uh, how do I want to say? Like you cover a decent amount within the article where you can, you can see bits and pieces of a bunch of different ways of thinking within stoicism. And then you can dive deeper into that one specific thing to find more about it. And that's what I liked about your article. And that's what I did after I read your article. I, I read the article. I love the article. And Thank you. you're welcome. And um, from that, I started to look at videos on YouTube and look passages up online based on some of the things that you said within the article. And I feel like that's important for people that are trying to go on to this journey of stoicism and philosophy. 100% and see the things that I write in the article are things that I've picked up somewhere else in some form. I've read a, read a book, I've uh, listened to a video or I've talked to somebody else. I've heard the words from the other person and that uh, triggered a thought process in my brain, right? Mm -hmm. And through that process, I understood and I thought about it and I processed and processed and processed. And once I had my belief and now it was, uh, I felt a certain way, right? 
Yeah. This makes you feel a certain way. And you have to put those emotions, those feelings, those thoughts into words again. So what you're actually reading is just my best um, try to put those thoughts into words. And yeah. obviously that can, I, I can, some, some people can uh, work with the words I choose and some people cannot really work with the words I choose. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, because what, what it ends up being, and that, I mean, that, it's a hard thing to do. Not a lot of people can do it. I mean, you're, you're basically trying to put on the paper your interpretation of how you're feeling. Exactly. That's and, exactly what I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, but you, first of all, you did a great job with that. So don't, don't knock yourself short at all. Um, but no, I mean, you're, you're right. Because when it comes to these kinds of things, you're reading an article, you're, you're watching a video, you're hearing a passage of something and it makes you feel a certain way. And then you have to take that feeling, whatever feeling it is that you have, and you have to spin that and try and put words to it. And not all emotion has words that you can coincide. And you have to do your best to do that. And you did a great job, but like, it's not something that everybody can do. Yeah. And also not everybody resonates with every type of writing. For example, um, my mother, we have that one author. She cannot read him at all. Mm. And I like his books so much, you know, it's yeah. just, she likes the messages behind him, but she, she cannot really work with the way he puts things into sentences or words into sentences it's right. just it's just not her let me put it that way his way of thinking is so different from her way of thinking but if i close the gap between the two of them and in, in the way that i tell her what he's trying to say she likes it yes you know absolutely and that's just everybody's different everybody has a different way of thinking and um therefore if somebody can work with what I put together, I'm super happy. And I really appreciate your feedback about that article. Really Absolutely. do. And um, if somebody feels like, okay, no, I cannot really, I don't feel it, what he's saying, that's totally fine for me as well. Because as I said, I just did my job in um, expressing what I think and feel. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, when you're because me personally, I, I, I understand, <clears throat> I understand where you come from, where you're the conversations about stoicism and philosophy aren't for everybody, which they're not. But no. for me, because of how because of how beneficial it is, I'm very open to having these conversations. And I will go the extra mile and try and like, decipher translate almost the teachings of stoicism taoism buddhism and what whatever works for me and i i translate it into something that people of and I, I i i can't really find a better way to think like a better way to say this people that are a little lower vibrationally where they they do have that victim mentality and it's like but you don't need to have that victim mentality like it's all the way that you think and then you go that extra mile and you try to because you're trying to help them and that's i feel like that's what our job is and it might be just me, but I feel like our job, and especially you writing the article, you knowing what you know, you can change a lot of people's lives, letting them understand the teachings of Stoicism and all the other teachings and philosophies 
You just have to put it into words they understand. Because not everyone's going to understand, you know, ancient readings and teachings. You know, some people, it's going to go over their head. I feel like your job, my job, people that do this, our job is to get people onto that same level where it's like, oh, that's, that's actually really good. I feel the same way, kind of, but um, I would put it into different words again. I would say that it's not our job to make them understand because that's something only they can do. True. If you, I can only, I can only inspire you to do it yourself because, as I said before, I can, I can show you how I do it. I can show you the mechanics of of my thinking or of my movement or whatever. Um, but to really understand it, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Now, I have a good analogy for that. If we talk about so you practice martial arts yourself so you know what i'm referring to if i show you how to throw a punch i can do that really quick to show you how to throw a decent right hand that's that doesn't take a lot of time yeah but to actually so then you know how to do it right yeah but do you understand it can you actually work with that in a in a in a sparring session or in a fight probably not probably not not because of one or two hours of teaching you know yeah. how to do it, but you don't understand it. Yes, exactly. You that's, don't understand that, the that's the big difference. It. Exactly. And that's the big difference also with all those ways of thinking, with all those topics about mindset, stoicism, what have you. You can know what, what's up. You can know the topic, but to really understand it, that's a whole different level. And um, to, to really get that deep understanding of, oh, now it's, now it's ingrained in my thinking. That's yeah. something only you can do. I can, I can help you with that uh, in a way that I inspire you or provide you with um, ways that I did it or whatever. But yeah. uh, to really get it ingrained in your thinking, you have to do it yourself. And you have to go, as you said, the extra mile. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, to, to be fair to your point, yeah, you can't. You can't teach everybody. You can't push it on everybody because not everybody is willing to hear it or understand it. There are people that I, I, I don't want to say enjoy it, but it seems like they do. The victim mentality and like thinking, you know, like the world is out to get them. There's a lot of people that think that way and are that way. Mm -hmm. And they don't, I feel like they don't either know how to or want to leave that, that space they're in doing that, you know? 100%. And um, it's difficult because once you, especially with stoicism, with all those, um, with especially the point with um, being responsible for yourself, that realization can be super uncomfortable. Absolutely. That can be super uncomfortable. If you really think about it, it's, it's your responsibility where you're at right now. Yeah. If you don't have all those things uh, you want to have, or if you don't, live the life you want to live it's your responsibility maybe it's not your fault that's a difference fault and responsibility is a difference yeah um actually i have a cool analogy here um if i place a newborn child on your doorstep the next day um it's not your fault you didn't ask me hey buddy can you please give Drop me off a... the child. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you didn't ask <laughs> me to do that <laughs> but but it's your responsibility. How are you going to act with that? 
Yeah. You now have it. Now, now you have that child on your doorstep. That's just the way it is. That's just the way life is now. And how do you go on with that? How do you work with that? Will you raise it as, as if it was your own child? Uh, will you give it to adoption? Or will you put it into the freezer and just pretend like it's not even there? Those are all options. That last <laughs> one's a terrible option. Horrible option, but it's an option. <laughs> No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Put um, it in the freezer. <laughs> no, you see what I'm saying, right? It's your yeah. responsibility. Absolutely. And sometimes things happen in our life and we, we tend to fall into that pattern of saying, oh my God, it's just because of this and that and him and her, I'm in this situation. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not your fault that you're in the situation that you're in right now but it's your responsibility. How are you gonna, gonna keep going with your life? How, how, will you, how will you adapt to it? Will you cry? Will you, um, will you be upset? Or will you just take it as a joke? Exactly. Will you just laugh it off and keep going? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the way you react to any situation is extremely important that like you said that it's your responsibility is to figure out how you're going to react to any situation and how you react to a situation is going to dictate your future everything you do has an effect on your future if you decide to take that baby and raise it as your own you now are responsible for that that baby for 18 years or more and that's something that you're responsible for now. And that's just based on your reaction. If you decide for adoption, same thing. If you put it in the freezer, same thing. <laughs> so you got it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always based on how you, what you do always has an effect on your future. And I feel like that's a very important thing to understand is you, the way you react to something, it has a larger impact than just that one immediate reaction. If you decide that like, a big analogy that I've heard over, over time was, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, I'm sure you have, um, the person cutting you off in traffic, right? Or the person driving like an asshole. You can see it one of two ways, right? Well, you can probably see it a bunch of ways, but one of two ways. Either he's an asshole, he cut me off, he's a piece of shit, fuck him, ruined my day, cut me off, terrible driver, whatever. Or maybe his mother's in the hospital in the emergency room and he has to get there. Maybe his child is being born right now and his wife is in the passenger seat. Like you can always think of something a different way. And the way you think about that dictates it. Cause if you think this guy's an asshole, he drives like an asshole, he cut me off. You're going to go into work talking about that. You're going to talk about that with your friends that night. It's not going to leave your head. But if you think, oh, he had an emergency he had to get to, you understand it, you come to peace with it and it's done. Exactly. That's a really good way. I've heard it before and I feel like it's a good way to look at it. But um, what's also to get back to the thing I said before, um, it can only really upset you, even the fact that he cuts you off if you allow it to. Yeah. Do you really ask yourself, ask yourself, it's so easy said, but if you're in the heat of the moment, you will not ask yourself that question. No. I know how it is. Um, but um, if you're in that situation, you have the choice of, okay, do I want to get pissed just because that guy cut me off? Or is it maybe not even such a big deal? Right. Exactly. But that takes, that takes practice. That doesn't work from one moment to the other. That's just repetition. 
Absolutely. Um, but yeah, traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's really it, it's it's like the punch thing. You know, you you have to practice it because as human beings, we're emotional creatures. By yeah. nature, we're emotional in everything that we do. And to be able to step back and see something as it is and change the perspective that you have on that because your reaction is based on how you've been raised, right? If you've been if you were raised by Stoics, you would never have the thought, oh, fuck him. He cut me off. You'd always have that. He cut me off. Maybe there's a reason. Not a big deal. I'm still going to work or I'm still on my way. No big deal. It's that you're a big product of your environment in that sense. And you can't really do anything about that until you start, like you said, repetition with learning this stuff. I've once heard the, the analogy, not analogy. I, I, I've heard a sentence. Um, you're not responsible or it's not your fault how you've been conditioned in your childhood. That's not your fault. You're not responsible for that because you've been a child or you were a child then. You didn't have anything to say, but you're responsible for if you still have that conditioning as an adult. So it's your job to, to work on the things, on the, on the behavior, behavioral patterns. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, it's your, your job is better than mine Jesus. <laughs> oh no it's not <laughs> <laughs> on the behavioral patterns to work with them and adjust them to what you want because yeah. maybe you have that pattern of always freaking out when when somebody um, puts you under pressure maybe that's your pattern somebody puts you under pressure in work in free time whatever and you freak out and mm. then it's just your job to ask yourself okay I obviously react that way. I have this pattern. Do I want to live with it? Maybe you want to. Maybe it's just the way you want to act. Maybe that's your persona. Then that's totally fine. But most of the times, it's the things we don't want to have in our life that we take a closer look at. Mm -hmm. So, And then you realize, okay, maybe in those situations, every time I get under pressure, maybe every time I get pressured by another person, I tend to have this behavioral pattern and I don't want that. So then it's time to take action. Then it's time to put your focus onto that and to change that. And just, if you look at it that way and observe yourself in an honest way, obviously you have to be honest with yourself. Yes. Um, then you can really make progress and get to the reactions you want to. <clears throat> yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, you, it's, at the end of the day, it's you're just trying to break the conditioning that you've you've been taught. You know, I mean, everyone as a whole, if you you know, you're raised by a father and a mother, right? You're going to, as a child, try and um, mimic what you're seeing just because those are my parents. I act like them because those are the people raising me. So you can pick up horrible, horrible, horrible ways of thinking, talking, being, and I mean, nine times out of 10, if you meet somebody who's an asshole, who doesn't care about anything, who, who goes out of, their way, out of their way to be an asshole, typically their parents are probably somewhere around that same thing, you know? And they never put the work into to change that. <laughs> um, it's funny. Um, I... I have a, a, a person that's living in the same apartment building as me. Yeah. Um, 
the father it, it's nothing bad i don't really mind it it's just a behavioral pattern yeah every time he steps out of his apartment and enters the common area where the where the elevator and that stuff is and every time he steps into the elevator he lights a cigarette in the elevator inside and um i always thought okay i don't really mind it it's just i wouldn't do it yeah right? i wouldn't do it and for me that would never come to mind because i was raised in a way that that's something you don't do you don't smoke in a common area in a closed common area let yeah. me put it that way and um a few days ago i met his son and he he used the elevator before me right he stepped out of the out of the house and walked past me and i stepped into the elevator and i smelled the smoke so i was like hmm see that that's exactly what you were talking about he saw it from his father he learned it that way and that's not a bad thing i'm not judging here it's just an example yeah. that came to mind yeah. um he learned it from his father and for him it's just the way how he does it yeah for me i would never come to that idea exactly. i would never have that idea i would never do that i would wait until i'm outside mm -hmm. exactly and that's just the way um you're not only your parents but all uh, all the people you look up to as a child even more because we're much more influ much more easy to be influenced as a child um than as an adult but um all the people you look up to they leave a mark on you absolutely non-stop i mean as you're when you're a child it's not it's non-stop but um for people so for people that want to start start a journey into stoicism start learning about stoicism um what what would you recommend somebody who maybe isn't happy with how they're how they're living their life how they're seeing things what would you recommend them do to start their journey into this practice this philosophy um first of all read the article that i published <laughs> no, no absolutely absolutely that's step number one a hundred percent stop number one no uh i feel like without um advertising myself or praising myself i feel like i wrote that article especially as a as an introduction to to show you what is stoicism and then you can figure out okay do i want to pursue this do i want to learn more about it or is that something that i'm not re really interested in mm -hmm. and if you really want to get deeper into it um, there's a famous author uh, ryan holiday he's called he also has a YouTube channel, if I'm not mistaken, The Daily mm -hmm. Stoic, it's called. And he really does quality work. I like his books. I like his videos. And um, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Absolutely. And um, one last thing. What, what one thing would you want people watching this video today to take from the video? What's one thing you really want to like get through to people about what we talked about today? excellent question <laughs> let me let me think one second yeah one thing that's always so that's that's always tricky to pick it could be a thing. couple things if you want i mean mm -hmm. we talked about so many good things so the biggest thing for me or one of the biggest things for me we didn't really talk about it but it's just life is not the way it is it's just the way you see it change the way you look at certain things and the things you look at they change mm -hmm. and i've once heard it in another way um 
situation A, B, C is not bad. The way you look at it is bad. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, um, if you, if I can only give you one thing, try to look at things from a different angle and that will change a whole lot of things. 100%, absolutely. Uh, Fabian, I wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast today and making time for me and for everyone watching today. It was amazing. Michael, I want to thank you for having me. Absolutely. I really, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your feedback on my article. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. And I really deeply enjoyed our talk today. Absolutely. Me as well. And everyone who's watching, I'm sure is going to take a lot from this episode. There were a lot of good stuff that we talked about today. Um, everybody watching the podcast today, make sure you like and comment and subscribe to the channel. Any questions that you have about stoicism, anything at all, feel free to comment or DM me or Fabian. I'm going to have his information in the description along with his article in the description. So make sure you go check that out as well. And thank you for watching.